You are tuned in to a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. Join us now on another exciting metaphysical journey. Relax, tune in, drop out, and take a seat by the fire as we explore new realms and possibilities. This is Magenta Pixie. You can find me at magentapixie.weebly.com. But now, here is Zany Mystic and guest. Enjoy the show. Greetings, and welcome to a fireside chat with the Zany Mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. Tonight, we have a very special New Year's show to bring in 2020 with full awareness. Carla Fox returns to touch upon the past, a bit about the present, and share some insights into the near future. She has spent many years as a shamanic practitioner in the Peruvian traditions. In March of 2012, she discovered a new protocol through the Monroe Institute, which she calls Quantum Sphere Healing. It has become the main healing modality that she uses with her clients. Carla's focus of service has shifted into the quantum realms, higher dimensions, and alternate realities where much more can be seen, known, and worked with during a healing session. In addition to offering quantum sphere healing (coughs) sessions, she also gives workshops uh, where anyone can learn how to use this new healing protocol. Um, you can find her on her websites at www.quantumstargate.com and you can uh, sign up for her blog at www.thecarlafoxblog.blogspot.com And so, that said, let's not waste another moment and uh, get Carla back to the show now. Hi, Carla. How are you? Oh, great, Lance. It's wonderful to be here again, and especially for uh, New Year's. This is a really potent time of year, for sure. Oh, yes. And I, I think this one in particular is uh, going to be potent um, for a number yeah. of reasons, which, we'll, which we yeah. can talk about. One yeah. thing I forgot to mention uh, in my uh, uh, brief uh, monologue about you was that you've written a wonderful book called Traversing the Infinite Now. Right. And uh, I think it was a wonderful book, and um, it's, it's, got the, it's got some of the most profound uh, spiritual uh, truths in it that uh, ha- are a collection of, you know, some of the best information that I've ever seen. And I've studied a lot of uh, different uh, esoteric uh, uh, books and uh-huh. and uh, so on and so forth. So it's a wonderful book, and uh, it would make a great present for somebody. So uh, I just suggest yeah. that people look into it. Yeah, and I wrote it for, um, you know, to to apply to anybody, whether you're a beginner or more advanced, and I oh, yeah. included in it a lot of tools for self-evolution. Absolutely. That's where, that's where everything starts with the self. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, in fact, a few days ago, a friend of mine emailed about inner child work, and I said, she's got my book. I said, read the chapter. It tells you exactly how to contact your inner child and find out what's going on. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks for mentioning the book. Um, sure. It is, it is definitely a timeless piece of work, Lance. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh it I thought it might be interesting 
before we get in, you know, usually when we get into future stuff, uh, there's a little groundwork laid uh, to kind of prepare the way for it. And, and uh, you know, and, and all the times that we've talked over the years, I'm not sure that we've ever actually uh, gone into a little bit about your history or, what, you know, where where you are now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might be an interesting place to start to kind of uh, prepare the way okay. if you uh, think that would be a fun place to begin. Sure. Well, and um, as you know, and many of uh, the listeners may know, I recently moved recently moved to Cedar City, Utah, and I like to use my life experiences as teaching tools for others um, because I think what happens to me can easily be used by someone else in their mm-hmm. own process because um, I always like to make things personal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess I you know I'd like to start with that process how how it happened for me and then how we can roll that into people preparing for 2020 yes. and then I did a little introspection into 2020 um, got a little bit of information. Um, but, um, so do you want me to start there as far as what happened, uh, for me yes. to move here? That'd <laughs> <Okay>. be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and it all has to do with how you tap into and listen to your higher self because mm-hmm. I firmly believe that's what happened to me all along the way. Um, earlier in the year, I realized I needed to downsize my living situation. My house was too big, too much property. But as I, was, I wasn't sure I wanted to stay in the Cortez, Colorado area. And I think that was a message from my higher self because higher self deals outside of time and space. Mm-hmm. And te- when, from that viewpoint, the future has already happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that message was coming from my higher self. So, and I entirely agreed. Um, in August, um, and I don't know if we spoke about this in one of our previous interviews, I had started studying remote viewing with um, Lori Williams in uh. New Mexico, and I decided to switch over to Paul Smith, who is one of the remaining Army remote viewers, and he teaches remote viewing one-on-one, in-person, and uh, the original Ingo Swan method. Oh, so I nice. Oh, yeah, it's fabulous. Wow. <laughs> um, so I came out to Cedar City and took my basic class, and the energy here felt so, it felt like I had always lived here. It felt so welcoming, so at home. So I uh, went home, and I thought, okay, next time I come for a class, I'll look the area over. And then ah. it went, no, I better go out ahead of time <laughs> and look the area over. There you go. And then it was... No, I better go out ahead of time and buy a house. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Good for you. Then I started getting like hitting me on the head. I better get there before it starts to snow. Oh yeah. Because that would delay me by many months and actually it's been snowing off and on since I got here. Oh um, yes. yes, yes. So I came out uh second week in October, uh took a day to look at houses, found one, put a bid on it, closed November eighth. <laughs> Wow. Moved out November 19th, and it snowed the night I got here. Wow. Talk yes. about synchronicity and validation. Oh. And everything fell into place. I had to adopt out my outdoor cat and uh, 
with the help of the local pet society, found a great home for him. Um, I was able to put some of my items in an uh, estate sale that was being run that week. You know, garage sales popped up where I could put my things. Um, People showed up. A friend of mine bought my whole orchid collection. Mm. Uh, I mean, it just went smoothly. But it was it was quite a bit of sorting, which I have to say is quite cathartic. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yes. I highly recommend everybody just go through their stuff because I downsized from 2,300 square feet down to 1,400 square feet. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm doing something similar. Oh. Yes, and and from what you wrote me about clearing out your yard too. Oh my um, gosh, yeah. it's, it's really amazing because it's just making a clearing for the fire break has opened okay. up the property and given me a, just a whole vista to open yes. up and turkeys walk through there and uh, yeah. deer and foxes and all that. So it's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and which is also kind of a process getting re- ready for the new year too. Yes, yeah. Um, I had I found stuff I didn't know I had. I had a whole garage of like lawn chemicals and lawn <laughs> tools and oh. uh, uh, my Y2K food, if you can believe that. Oh no, well, had. is it still good? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was. In fact, I caught my garbage guy digging through my bin one day and taking some of it out, so it <laughs> must have been okay. Um, so, so it was a lot of physical labor, but. Um, Everything went so smoothly, so fast, and all the coincidences and people stepping up to take the things I was offering mm-hmm. that um, I know it was meant to be. Um, and I always say if there's too much of a struggle, yeah. you know, if you keep hitting your head up against yes. the wall, you're not in your groove, you're not following the path your higher self has set. Right, right. Change paths. Um, yeah, change paths, for sure. And so this was a fairly nice process, and now that I'm here, I've made friends. I joined a meditation group. I've done uh, gone out twice for the Christmas bird count in two different locations. Wow. And um, I'm getting ready for my next level class with Paul in about 10 days. Wonderful. Because he lives here. He lives here. He's been here for five years. Jeez. So... Um, Using all of that as kind of a teaching tool, people often ask me to help them to talk to their higher self, mm-hmm. communicate with their higher self, and that your higher self is the part of you that has created your plan for this lifetime. Mm-hmm. But you cannot have a conversation like we're having a conversation with your higher self. Mm-hmm. And so that information comes in with hunches, synchronicities, coincidences, special people showing up, um, uh, dream time, symbology. That is how you get the message from your higher self. And quite often, once you set your uh, intent or send a question out there and mm-hmm. then just let it go and wait and see what shows up. Mm-hmm. Um and so I really do believe that my higher self sent me my future situation. Mm-hmm. And that was anchored here. That's why it felt so at home for me. And I just followed my groove. Mm-hmm. And here I am. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Wonderful. And my house in Colorado sold right away, too. I thought it would sit there all winter long. So... um 
I wouldn't say I manifested this per se. Uh-huh. I would say that I listened to my um, higher guidance yes. and, follow, and followed it without question. Yes, yes, that's that's kind of what I do too. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I kind of just uh, somebody mentioned this years ago, and they said that they refer to their higher guidance as as their team, and that way <clears throat> there's no mm-hmm. hierarchy or judgment about you know right. angels and gods and this and that and the other thing. Um, and so uh, a team is relatively harmless. Uh, way to label your group that's uh, and it probably is a group i mean some take more than others yeah. right <laughs> well as we as we tap into higher levels of ourselves it yes. is a group it is a group yes um, exactly for, yeah. yeah for example our oversoul runs multiple higher selves that yes yeah and we've we are you know we're connected to one of those higher selves that's right at the oversoul level we can tap into what those other higher selves it's like your hand with your fingers um mm-hmm. we can tap into what those other higher selves are doing and i actually think that that for me fits more into what is a past life than us being here many 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 times mm-hmm. i don't think we personally have had that many incarnations but mm. our oversoul has incarnated several higher selves and all those higher selves have had all those incarnations yes yeah and we tap into those at the same time yeah yeah so i think that's what happened um everything just fell into place and my house here feels very comfortable it's only a year and a half old and the woman who oh nice who, uh, the woman who sold it wasn't even here in the winter time ah. so it's almost brand new yeah yeah nice neighbors um so so leading into 2020 um i wrote uh on my blog i wrote uh, the post for uh this past winter solstice and I give the instructions on how to do a bowl burning. Oh, okay. Uh, be- yeah. Every every winter I would do a group with a potluck and a little despachos and a fire ceremony at my house. Well, maybe next year I'll get that together. So it was just me doing a solo this time. Uh-huh. And it involves, and I give all the instructions on how to do that. And, it, and, and people can do that for New Year's Eve, too. If they didn't do it for the winter solstice, I recommend they get on the blog and get those instructions and do a bowl burning for New Year's Eve to help you get the ball rolling to let go of what no longer serves and bring in what is your highest goal for 2020. Mm. You know, something, yeah, something that's on your blog, blogs, right? It's on my blog, yeah. Okay. It's a couple of posts ago, right? Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Easy to um, find. Easy to find, yes. And everyone should do some kind of intending, I think. Uh-huh. But there are, there are some helpful hints for that. Um, you don't want to intend out of neediness or woundedness. You know, it's not I want, I want, that kind right, of thing. Right, right. That's the stuff that you, you do your best to let go of, heal and let go of the old stuff. And so be careful as far as wanting 
because of an unresolved issue or a neediness or an unhealed wound. That so makes that, a lot of sense. Yeah, that might fall into the financial category, relationship category. Um, that's what you let go of. That's That doesn't go into your intending. Uh, people can even just sit before they do some kind of New Year's ceremony and uh, ask their higher self, send me my future. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I really here to be doing? Mm-hmm. And then just let it go and see what shows up. Yeah. Um, and then do your bowl burning. Right, right. I have to. I have to read that one. I did not read. I read your blogs all the time, and that was one okay. I missed. So I'm going to go yeah. back and double okay. check that. So it sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, and then that can be printed out, and people can save that and do a bowl burning for equinox, solstice, New Year, yeah, yeah. other occasions. If you are doing solo and really can't do a uh, a fire in um, a stone uh, fire ring with lots of wood, the way I used to do it. Uh, the bowl <laughs> burning works just as well. Yeah. Well, so I just had a, yeah. I just had some burn piles that were about six to ten feet tall. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you did you do any kind of ceremony with them? Oh plans, yeah. Or? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to waste them. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Uh, but we just need to trust that our higher self knows what we should be doing, has a plan, and our job basically here on the planet is to get into that groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you can feel when you're not in that groove because uh, yeah. uh, things aren't going, they don't go quite as uh, smoothly and right. uh, sometimes there's doubt or you're wondering, it's just a kind of a rough, jaggedy feeling. Yes. As opposed um, to uh, yeah. flowing in a river and, uh, right. you know, going down and things, Yeah, things start to go sideways, too. Yeah, right, exactly. You're not in your groove. That's yeah. why I knew I was meant to be here, because everything went the way it, I mean, not that there weren't a few snafus, but just minor things. Everything went the way it should go. And, um, uh, you know, so that makes me happy to know that I'm following my plan, because my body could feel it. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. And it uh, feels it relaxes into it. And it feels yes. good. It feels right, and it's a uh, it's a very joyful experience. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and keep in mind, your higher self will not present something to you that you are incapable of doing. Because right. your higher yeah your higher self knows your plan and will prevent present things to you that are part of your plan. So that that kind of leads into um, this past year, all the mm-hmm. crazy political stuff. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> it's crazier every year. It does, and I have to. Uh, well, so if you you know from what I just explained in that standpoint. If you look at all the players involved, and if you are perceptive enough, try to read whatever their personal issue is that they're projecting onto the public arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people aren't doing, you know, in general, not doing what they're doing for the good of everybody. Um, it's it's a personal agenda stemming from 
unhealed issues and personal woundedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you do have to decide, do you want to jump on their bandwagon or not? Mm-hmm. And most of the time we don't want to, but plenty of people are. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, so that's where you just kind of pull it back and go within and do your own inner work. Um, and you had mentioned my book, and that's a great, all kinds of great tools for doing inner work. Yeah. Mm. Yes. It seems that our uh, connection is a little. I'm hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing well, that. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it at the moment. Right. And you still sound okay to me. Oh, good. So, all right. Uh, and I can hear yeah. you too. So okay. uh, let's uh, proceed. That's all that matters. Right. Um, right. So yeah, uh, introduce another topic if you would like. To all right, I'd love to. Something. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends. One of our mutual friends, Timothy Glenn, yes, uh, has uh, spoken about this, and a couple of other people have. Okay. And I have been getting the impression from just a few people that the alignment, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction on January 12th in 2020, mm-hmm. is going to be a big deal. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be the beginning or a turning point in uh, the planets and Earth uh, uh, in the way things happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you have any insight into that uh, alignment that's coming up, and uh, uh, would, and if you have any feelings that would like to share them about that, because I have a feeling it may be as big maybe even bigger uh, than 2012 was. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the way I look at it, and one of my friends who's an astrologer um, told me that the movement of the planets do not cause events. They just mirror the events that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did some tuning into next year, and I'm not getting anything till May through June. I, hmm. I would imagine also that it, you know, if you follow astrology, it may depend on where that alignment shows up in your personal chart. That's and true. I always like, yep, I always like to bring things back to the individual, to the personal. So it may affect some people, may affect none. For example, the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, December 21st, 2012, a lot of people said nothing happened. For me, mm-hmm. that was a huge big deal. Um, I started my blog right after that. Uh, it, it marked a milestone of change for me, but I know it didn't for everybody. Um, and so I guess we'll have to wait and see what's, what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. Uh, what's your take on it, Lance? Well, um, according to Tim and a couple of other people, um, it has a lot to do with the structure of society. Okay. And that oh, uh, yeah. it's going to be something that... Uh, will uh, place pressure upon those areas that are corrupt or not running as they should or where there's 
not transparency. In other words, all of the things that many of us find uh, uh, difficult to accept, <laughs> lies, mm-hmm. manipulations, distortions, and control and domination on the planet, yeah. uh, wars, I mean, you could go on and on. Right. Uh, those things are going to be, that could be hit very hard. Uh, okay. Because they um, are uh, up for it. Okay. And so if yeah, that's uh, yeah. the case, there, and there's also a financial element to it too. Okay. Um, and I think we're pretty much ready for some kind of major shift. I know, uh, many people I know are doing things like the energy exchange. Uh, a good friend, um, Cheryl Scott has a, uh, the Ubuntu community at Volcano, California, and mm. it's re- it's working really well, and it works on energy exchange, and um, there are all kinds of wonderful ideas that uh, just kind of get shoved, shuffled under the table when we fall back on what's familiar. Okay. Well, and I did participate, um, you know, George Cavasolis is oh. doing quarterly... Um, gatherings for people who took his Transcending the God Matrix workshop. Oh, nice. Yeah, which I did two years ago. And he's kind of echoing what you're saying. He said things are getting ready to crash. Oh, yeah. Major major revealing. Um, Yes. My sense, as you're talking about it, Lance, is that this will not be a sudden overnight thing. It will start the ball rolling uh, maybe that's yeah. why I'm getting the crisis point of May through, like the end of May through the beginning of July. Um, you know, things don't happen in the blink of an eye, but it doesn't mean that that things don't start crumbling. Um, we've had rabbit turnaround with things mm-hmm. on the planet, uh, like the Berlin Wall going down, and mm-hmm. we've had also very slow and painful shifts. <laughs> take years to complete. Um, oh yeah. Well, and and so you know, my my take on that is, gosh, I guess I'll know when I get up that morning. <laughs> <what's going> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but right. again, it's it's going to hit you if you have a personal issue uh-huh. in a certain area, and yes. that may be where the horoscope, your personal horoscope, um, can be consulted if you've got one to see where this alignment occurs which house it's in, whether it's relationships, finance, public, private, whatever. Because, I, I, you know, we can't lump people into one big pot. Um, everyone's got mm-hmm. an individual take on mm-hmm. things. Um, but what I tuned into, so as soon as we booked this date, uh, and I just set my intent, show me 2020, the very first thing that showed up and has been showing up ever since. And, of course, remember, I deal more in symbolism, dream time, energy flows. I saw a giant crack or schism. Mm. And it was like if I'd be moving forward into the future, it was cutting across my path Mm. horizontally. Um, And that kept showing up. This morning, as I was waking up, I actually, you know, as you're coming out of, out of dream time, you've got that, like, twilight zone mm-hmm. where, you know, if you can stay in there, you can get some fruitful information. 
So this morning, when I was in that zone, I walked over to the schism and looked down into it, and it was filled with people who were trapped down in there and who were crying and begging for help to someone to get them out. Mm. Now, this could be a multi-layered, multi-dimensional thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the physical could be an earthquake. Um, financial, it could be people whose finances went down the tubes and they're stuck. <laughs> you know, they're stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, governmental, again, a major fracture or schism. So that's kind of what I'm getting for 2020. And this alignment across Pluto and, Pluto and Saturn, you know, Saturn's structure and, and, um, very well could signal the start of the disintegration mm-hmm. on some level, but in a big public arena. But, right. uh, you know, but, but again, everyone's going to take it in a person, you know, different way, personal way. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and so all the more reason for, for people to clean up their act. Well, yes, and uh, there will be a lot of shadow work, and uh, yes. people will be probably exploring their shadow even more to see, uh, yeah. to bring it into the light of consciousness. Yeah, I mean, they should. Right. Um, I think there are so many people who have uh, adopted someone else's agenda that they may not know themselves well enough to know that uh, mm-hmm. that's not theirs to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and and you know that's why I encourage people don't really take the news at heart. Don't watch it much at all uh, if you can help it. Uh, because we've got all we need within us. And the true spiritual path is, you know, technically one foot in front of the next and do the best you can every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I... and so your, your sources, have they said anything else about the rest of the year? I say that again about the... Um... Your sources, have they mentioned anything about past... January twelfth. Oh, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was an article, uh, and I don't know if I can locate it uh, quickly enough, but there was an article about uh, a past one, and uh, apparently okay. this will not happen again. For uh, this hasn't happened uh, for some time, and I, I think it happens. It will happen in another thirty years. Okay. So, and I'm not certain, but um, uh, let's see here. Um, okay. Let's see. Well, they apparently Saturn and Pluto have spent 2019 at the end of their cycle that began in 1982 and 1983. And as they have moved direct and retrograde within range of conjunction, they have dredged up old personal patterns Mm. and cultural material that we need to address, integrate, contemplate, or clear out. When they formed their first exact conjunction at 23 degrees of Capricorn on January 12, 2020, 
they will initiate a new cycle, shifting the emphasis into forging new forms and structures that support the purpose we have cultivated. There is nothing easy about dealing with experiences related to Saturn and Pluto, but the cathartic intensity they force us to endure aids in developing inner focus, determination, and courage. At times, we must resiliently persist in the face of opposition. At other times, we must learn to surrender to elements of life out of our control and nurture feelings of grief caused by loss. If we sustain effort through the challenges, by the end of 2020, we will have made significant progress toward major life goals and put new supportive structures in place that will endure for a long time. Now, uh, when Tim was talking about this in the show a few weeks ago, he seemed to uh, infer and even say directly that the structures uh, that are in place are going to be crumbling. Um, in other words, any structure that is designed to use uh, people or uh, the, uh, is, uh, something that's designed for greed, which, <laughs> what isn't, <laughs> I mean, the world is one big advertising pool, it seems. <laughs> yes. And uh, those uh, particular structures will have a very difficult time of maintaining their structure. So it seems like uh, it's, there are a lot of things, a lot of uh, different uh, lines that need to uh, be resolved and... Uh, that I think there will be a coming together of those things, uh, and that we're kind of ready to start something new. <laughs> you right. know, I mean, look at the movement yeah. for, uh, uh, disclosure. I mean, that's, uh, that has been, uh, coming out of the closet, uh, uh, rapidly, and yeah. people would like for, I have had several guests on my show who have been lifelong abductees, and they're wonderful people. And um, they have, um, you know, a lot to share about uh, having been exposed to various ETs from the beginning of their lives. And so, in a sense, disclosure is out there because people have had these experiences and have written books and uh, for those with an open mind, you can learn quite a bit. But right, then, and I've been hearing more and more about that, too. That, oh, yeah, uh, and look at Mary Rodwell uh, from Australia. Yeah. She's uh, posting some incredible work, um, and she's uh, really, her. I think her book uh, focuses on the new kids, and the new okay. kids come in and they have full memory of their their lifetimes, and the one example she gives is of about a, I think he's an 11 year old, and he had some kind of high position in, in the technological rocketry. It wasn't a rocket, but it was a, some kind of uh, vehicle. Let's just say, that's so far advanced that we wouldn't recognize it. And she said, "Well, uh, what did you do?" He said, oh, Mary, you wouldn't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was cute. And the other thing that really gave me hope was that she mentioned that all of these kids 
are coming in from the other side, you know, they're, they're deciding their soul path, and they're choosing to incarnate on Earth. And they wouldn't be doing that if this was a losing proposition. In other words, if oh, okay. uh, if there was going to be some kind of uh, total devastation or right. a reshaping of the Earth or uh, dictatorships or nuclear bombs or anything that we can imagine that uh, the newspapers like us to imagine, mm-hmm. uh, they wouldn't have a chance. But they're coming in knowing that they're going to be here to change the world and to succeed at transforming it. Well, that makes sense to me. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. And that means there's a lot of hope. Yes. Um, Yeah, and so in light of that, you look back over all the predictions over the years. And, you know, even back to Edgar Cayce about the earth changes and, you know, so much of the landmass underwater and all Mm -hmm. of that, that if you look at the bigger picture in light of that, Gosh, it, it, it makes me hesitate to want to predict anything at all. Because mm-hmm. in general, most of it's been wrong. Right, right. Uh, but I do agree with, um, you know, civilizations have come and gone. Um, yeah. I was just reading something, because I was in Iceland in um, July, and I was just reading something today about Iceland. They had a volcanic eruption in... Oh gosh! The, you know, the first settlers got there around eight hundred, eight fifty. They had mm-hmm. an eruption, I think, in the seventeen hundreds that wiped out twenty percent of the whole population on uh, on Iceland. Wow! And yet they're modern, you know, only newly modern uh-huh. uh, since World War Two, only modern and persevering. Uh, so stuff does happen, and yet uh, the Earth will continue on. I myself think that at some point humans will not be uh, and I don't know what time you know time zone we're looking at here but that humans will no longer be on the planet and some other type of race will be occupying the earth uh, we may be talking hundreds of thousands of years mm. um, humans are, are a tiny blip in time mm-hmm. in the whole history of planet earth and I don't think we're here to stay but I don't think this will happen in our lifetime so we right, just have to get right. used to things changing and adapt and follow our guidance, get in our groove. Uh, people made millions during the Depression. You know, so what's going on doesn't necessarily have to affect everybody in the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if a person gets their ducks in a row and cleans up what they need to clean up, then they can ride these waves a lot better. Right, right. <clears throat> That's uh, very true. And to to live a life with integrity, and mm-hmm. especially, uh, you know, uh, not... We know when we're uh, lying to people or manipulating or doing things that are uh, out of integrity. And um, I remember Ramora Kuan Yin, before she passed away, mm-hmm. she... Um, uh, I was lucky enough to go uh, interview her with Liz Millar in her home, and she was an amazing person. She channeled a lot of Pleiadian material, and she lived her uh, life with 100% integrity. And yeah. you could see it, you could feel it, and uh, uh, she was walking her talk. And um, right. 
I think that that's going to be something that people are going to have to uh, start looking at. Uh, where am I out of integrity? Where am I cutting corners? Uh, what within me is uh, causing certain recurring situations? I mean, there's a everybody's got a different set of uh, <laughs> socks and underwear and shirts and t-shirts and dresses <laughs> and the rest of it. So um, we each have to look at our own stuff and uh, see where it is that we're being stopped and uh, blocked and uh, why, you know, with, and sometimes it's necessary to have somebody help you with that. Right, right. And and I get a lot of people in my healing practice who are stuck. Yeah. That's oh, right, right. The quantum sphere healing really helps. Is oh, yeah, I'll bet. Get I'll people bet. moving along. Uh, but, you know, in my original shamanic training, um, there's a, well, in the in my book, I've got the, you know, the chapter on, uh, the shamanic principles for life, and one of them was congruence, meaning what you see is what you get. Yeah, right, in, right. You know, and exactly what you were saying. What mm-hmm. you have inside is what you project outside. You yep. walk your talk. And so if you're having a great day and everyone around you is feeling crummy, you don't feel crummy in sympathy with them. You continue on having a great day. Exactly. You know, exactly. not colluding with somebody else's reality. Right. But a lot of people, you know, not only don't know their inner, you know, who they are inside, um, or let the lingering wounds run their life for them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so then you get, and you can tell when someone's lying to you or when they're fudging or when they are um, speaking out of both sides of their mouth, so to <laughs> right. speak. You right. can tell. You know, Absolutely. If you're, if you're savvy enough, you can read that off of a person. Um, I think that would go a long way to uh, moving us all ahead is uh, congruence, walking mm-hmm. your talk, saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and, and I thinking have, for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Thinking for yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, how about that one? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, in, in George's uh, workshop a couple weeks ago, he said, <laughs> or maybe it was just this past Saturday, I don't know, time is warping, but he said what everyone needs to ask themselves when things happen. So you ask yourself, why have I chosen this experience, and what do I expect to learn from it? <laughs> right. We are not victims. On some level, we That's have chosen right. every single thing that happens to us, and quite quite often our higher self will send us difficulties so that we get it, so that Absolutely. we learn from the experience. So whatever may be coming down the pike this coming year, you know, what, what we've just been talking about is a good way just to approach life. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, I think there will be some misunderstandings that will occur between people, too, because... Sure. Uh, like you, I see myself as, uh, you know, kind of like anyone else. I mean, the experiences I have, I figure that other people are going to be having too. Mm. And recently I lost a friend over nothing. <laughs> it oh. was, uh, yeah. I was simply explaining, I was hiring a couple of people and, uh, to do some uh, labor around the place here and, um, I just uh, addressed him in a way that uh, indicated that uh, each of the people that are working for me need to come to me directly and uh, not, mm-hmm. you know, try to not 
go to that other person and then tell me what they they're doing and what should they do and so on and so forth and okay for some reason he got so offended by that that he took his gloves off and walked away and uh left his chainsaw there and uh oh. and just uh you know wouldn't uh come back and um he didn't want to talk about it and then um I got some kind of harangue in emails and it was not at all anything that uh, his uh, imagination about me was not accurate. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the only thing I can figure out is that that relationship was meant to be pruned away. Right. And, and uh, you know, if you look into the situation, too, um, what unhealed wound was he projecting on the situation, Lance? Oh right. Was it a daddy issue? Was it? Oh yes, uh, yes. Yeah. So, yes, because you know somebody being a little bit authoritative and saying, yeah, you yeah. know, don't do this, don't do that, and uh, you know, uh, there's the element of wanting to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, there were all kinds of things going on there, and um, mm-hmm. right. So. Uh, and that sometimes, just... yeah, sometimes when people are used to you acting in a certain way, and then you come out maybe stronger, right. or you know more definitive, right? It really throws them off and can throw them into you know, like I just said, the unhealed wound that they're you know yes. suddenly gets activated and then they project it back onto you. Exactly, exactly, yeah. and it has may not have nothing to do with me whatsoever. Yeah. You know, if if we don't know our inner child and how it has been wounded, yeah. and that's part of the work of, you know, going back and caring for your inner child and, you know, finding the inner child and uh, being able to love it, right. uh, because some people just leave it locked up in the basement uh, because of <laughs> some kind of yes. event that happened or they just, uh, you know, that's the way it is. And so a lot of people have traumatic issues that... Uh, occurred and that inner child gets locked away with padlocks and chains and everything else and they never can really uh have close relationships or deep love affairs with other people or unions and uh, mm-hmm. uh without having that inner child healed and with them um right and so, that's why I, re- I recommend my book, and there's a chapter on that in the book. Oh, yes, and, that's right. And it's a, it's a five-step process. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be done for those with those wounds, the way you're, you know, the way we're talking about. Yeah. You need to consult your inner child every single day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And love your inner child as much as you love your dog yeah. or your cat or, yes. you know. <laughs> some people love their animals more than their parents, and that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that that is one of the um, the major tools that mm-hmm. people can use, in addition to being grounded in in their body. Yes, because and I have clearly seen as the years have gone by with my healing practice, uh, nobody's in their body anymore, Lance. Oh yeah, everybody's out there floating around. Well, um, with cell phones and all that, they're in a fog. Yes, a literal and, technological yeah. fog. And that, uh, you know, chronic ungroundedness and out-of-body goes back to birth issues. 
Uh, and I've seen it all. And unfortunately, now the fashion is to do C-sections to deliver babies. And mm-hmm. that pretty much guarantees they're not going to be in their body for the rest of their lives. Oh, I know. I know. It's very it's, sad. It is. It really is. And, of course, 5G is uh, allegedly coming along. And that's going to, if it does uh, proceed according to plan, it's going to be uh, quite a, um, it, it may be a tool for uh, further control uh, mm-hmm. and domination of the the species well, here. It supposedly damages the DNA. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And that's how we get, uh, that's how we lose our ability to think. I mean, think about it. Little babies are given something like 10 to 20 uh, vaccines yeah. right after they're born. Those yeah. babies are have tender brains and tender uh, organs and they're not developed yet. And they have an, an, all those injections with uh, uh, possibly toxic mercury and uh, who right. knows what kinds of infectious agents are in there because uh, they are uh, they are known for having live viruses in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that could shut down. And, and look at all the kids with um, uh, you know that have um, oh the syndromes. <laughs> I, oh, I can't... Uh, autism. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. But that's right. got to be directly related because you shouldn't, yes. I don't think a, a baby should ever have anything, uh, that caustic and strong, uh, which could damage the tender tissues that are, uh, right. that need to be nurtured. Well, and you and I are, are, you know, of a similar age and we're lucky enough to have been born when they didn't do that. Yes, and we were uh, breastfed, you know. I'll bet. Uh, well, not not me. Although in my healing work, I have never encountered trauma on a person who was bottle fed and instead of breast breastfed. I don't think it makes a difference myself. Uh, well, um, I would beg to differ on that one. But, okay. <laughs> well, especially since um, breast milk has uh, subtle and invisible properties that are. Uh, symbiotic with the mother and mm-hmm. uh, with the natural organic substances. And some of the uh, fee, uh, the um, uh, food that is given to babies has fluoride in it. They've begun putting fluoride in it. And oh. we know that inorganic fluoride is put in our water, our toothpaste, and that it was also put in Hitler's Germany. Uh, it was by the, you know, truck full. Mm-hmm. To dumb down uh, the citizens, and of course, it, okay. it appeared that there was quite a bit of people that followed. And uh, so, um, I have a friend who's a, a lactation consultant, and um, she saved her husband's life uh, just by giving him uh, breast milk that, from somebody from a friend that was lactating. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it has some miraculous properties, and. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a healing substance as well. Right, and I agree with I agree with that. Um, but breast versus bottle has nothing to do with, um, from what I you know can detect with my clients, nothing to do with bonding with mom, mm-hmm. um, mom, mom and baby uh, unity that kind. Oh of right, thing. right. That right. that's more if there's a malfunction during birth, and then and C sections. 
definitely fall into that category. Right, right. Because there is a biological, apparently a flora, biological flora in the birth canal mm-hmm. that if a baby is born naturally, they pick that up also. Mm-hmm. kind of ties into what they get in the breast milk. Whereas if they are a C-section, they don't get that, the benefit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, then, uh, another interesting thing that you're probably very aware of in the shamanic tradition is when children are traumatized, let's say, by uh, rape or uh, some kind of abuse from a relative or a brother or father or whatever, mother, mm-hmm. um, the, the inner child will often leave the body during those yeah. times. And sometimes yeah. they, they stay in a cave or a cavern with with other children and they don't come back in the body. Right. And so the um the shaman has to assist and empower the person to find that child and assure them that it's all right and mm-hmm. uh guide them safely back inside their body. And with so much coming out about the uh, childhood abuse and you know, all of the things with Jeffrey Epstein and the Popes mm. and this and that and the other thing, uh, I think there are going to be a lot of people who need some shamanic help. Right. Well, and with the quantum sphere healing, that is a segment. Yes. yes. One of the You're... segments deals with, um, are there any parts that are not with the person? Mm-hmm. Yes, so that's you're, a know, wonderful. You're talking about soul loss and soul retrieval. Yes, um, that's it. Yes, soul yeah, loss and I'd, soul retrieval. Right, and I, you know, I don't care how nicely and how well, well, you know, how wonderful the family is. It's part of the human condition. Absolutely. You know, the first time your little two-year-old girlfriend <laughs> pushes you on the ground. <laughs> yeah, right. You can, you can have soul loss. I mean, it's just. Oh yeah. We've dropped down so low in, in vibration, and children are so easily fractured. So yeah. everyone is walking around with with somewhat of that condition. Um, doesn't mean those pieces can't come back spontaneously. Right. Especially if someone learns to really engage internally and love themselves. Yes. Then yes. some of these parts will say, oh, okay, it's a little different down there. I feel safe now. I'll just drift back in. Um so it can happen spontaneously, but but it is a part of the human condition. I'm guessing everybody on the planet, although some tribal societies may not have it to that uh-huh. extent, as Western civilization does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is uh, it is a problem, and that contributes to people being out of their body. Yes. You know, if you uh, don't I have all your of, parts. Yeah. One of the most important things seems to be um, uh, to develop the ability to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that is quite—it's a bigger task than we think, because uh, so many people feel uh, insecure and they don't know what they want to do and this and that and the other thing. But uh, and yet they love their dogs and shower them with attention, and yet the love that they give themselves might be a fraction of that. Right. And so uh, I, I I know that you work with uh, developing that as well in your work, don't you? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. that's really crucial. And if a person can can uh, develop a strong sense of self-love, mm-hmm. that contributes to boundaries. That contributes right. to not allowing other people to push us around. Right. If you have that love and respect for yourself, you're not going to tolerate it coming from somebody else. That's right. 
And then the codependent issues dissolve because they're, they, they don't mm-hmm. exist there when, uh, right. yeah, when right. you have good solid boundaries. Yes. And that so. starts in the family unit, Lance. It starts in childhood. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's mod- modeled by the parents. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it seems like there are many parents who shouldn't be parents. <laughs> yes. I mean, I've witnessed it out in, in public, and I've heard parents say just the most horrendous oh. things to their kids. Yeah. And I just I feel like saying, do you have any idea how traumatic that might be to your child? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it really is none of my business. And uh, hopefully right. kids can take a lot of knocks and come through them okay. Yes, hopefully. But, uh, yeah. Well, you know, Carla, we just have a minute or so left. Um, this has really gone by quickly, and I loved, yeah. I just love talking to you uh, tonight yeah. again and catching up. Is there uh, anything you'd like to share at the end of the show uh, just to wrap it up? Um, well, I encourage people to uh, read my blog. Um, it was oh, pretty yes. spotty since August because I was packing and moving and all. Um, but I hope to be a little more regular with it. And, of course, photographs of my hikes and my trips will always oh, be on there. Your photographs are are just beyond belief. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank I, you. I mean, I have to say to the, to the audience of listeners that Carla is really a professional photographer, and they are exquisite. Oh. And uh, you were kind enough to send me a, a uh, quite a few cards that you had made up at various sites. And I still have some, and I send them out to... To uh, my friends and I tell them about you, and uh, they are just stunning. It's beautiful right. work. Well, and that that's the major way people could see them is on the blog. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not teaching anymore. I'm focusing on learning the remote viewing. Ah, yeah. Um, but, of course, there's my book, and we gave everybody plenty of advice for doing a bowl burning or intending or whatever for the new year. Right, Know right. yourself, connect internally, own it all, and just hopefully you'll have the tools to make your way through anything that's coming up in the future. That's the key. Wonderful. Well, Carla, I thank you for returning and uh, sharing with us tonight on this uh, the end of the year just about. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again in 2020, and we'll see where we're at. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Yes, we will. <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me again, Lance. It was uh, my pleasure to speak with you tonight. Wonderful. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, that's a wrap. And good night, okay. Carla. And good, good night, night to all the listeners. All right. And Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Exactly. All right. Good night. <laughs>